drugs got me sweating, but the room getting colder. Looking at the devil and the angel on my shoulder. Will I die tonight? Oh no, is it over? Looking for my next high, I'm looking for closure. Laying with me, pot with me, get high with me if you rock with me. Smoke with me, drink with me. Fucked up liver with some bad kidneys. Laying with me, pot with me, get high with me if you rock with me. Smoke with me, drink with me. Fucked up liver with some bad kidneys. Told her if I die, I'ma die young. Every day I've been getting. All right, welcome back to the third episode of Perk on the Set. We got the probably best episode so far. A little blast from the past. We're going through top five favorite college basketball teams of our lifetime, irregardless of how good or bad they were. I'm going to go with, I'm going to start off on uh, probably the best team on my list, the 2004-2005 Illinois Fighting Illini. Okay. No, dude. Uh, oh. That was my number one pick for sure. All right, that was like one of my lower ones. Okay, so I this. Was, I was at the Ohio State game. I was at the Ohio State game that uh, they, got, they lost on the buzzer beater. Matt Sylvester, I was at that game. The uh, anyway. crazy, crazy thing, I did did some research on it. This, like, how Illinois' like layout of basketball for that program for the first like probably six or seven years prior to that season has me genuinely like questioning whether Bill Self was a good coach or not because he his first year that he got there he took Lon Kruger's recruits Lon Kruger the coach at Oklahoma I'm pretty sure took him to the elite eight but then like once Bill Bill Self started recruiting his players he did like okay in the regular basically what he does at Kansas now like does really well on the regular season doesn't go that far in the tournament um but yeah this Illinois team 37-2 uh I think they came back from like 15 down with like four minutes left to beat Arizona they uh unreal season stuff like that um, and then uh, D Williams, uh, or sorry, Darren Williams, D Brown, unreal combo. They also beat Chris, the number one Wake Forest team that year with Chris Paul. Uh, and this this Illinois team definitely followed that trend of like where you have like a really good recruiting class comes in and like the guy that reaches his full potential leaves, and then just like the remnants of that are like sort of good, but you always are just like left being like what what would they would have been if they had. Um, like Darren Williams longer or something like that. So yeah, I had to had to go with the best Illinois team. Um, also Kurt, another. Can you name thing. that? Can you name that starting five? I think I, I can. can. I cannot now. Lutherhead. Oh. Uh, e Brown. E Brown. Darren Williams. Lutherhead. Roger Powell. James Augustine. Maybe. I think that's it. Shut the hell. he's at the buzzer beater, dude. Um, <laughs> Also, one thing that I, I did notice about this Illinois team, um, Sports Illustrated said that they were the best college basketball team to have not won the NCAA championship. I don't know when that list was put out, but I would imagine that they would change that now for the Kentucky team in Kentucky, 2015. Yeah. But still, 30, 37-2 is, on, is ridiculous. I think that article came out the year after that happened. The year after the Kentucky team? No, the year after the Illinois team. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's next, go ahead. Jesus. That 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 North Carolina team is sick too, with Raymond Felton and Sean May, Rashad McCants, dude. They were nice. 
Very good. All right, I pick this. All right, my number one team, second pick, uh, 2014-2015 Wisconsin team. Okay. By far and away, my favorite team. Um, gave, I was a high school basketball player at the time. Gave me hope that one day I could play for Wisconsin. <laughs> I had a lot of hope for the white basketball players. Um, I was going to say, you would take the old white team. Yeah. <laughs> we call me racist. <laughs> uh, but I was a huge Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky team. Um, uh, my teammate in high school always compared me to Sam Decker, but I was like maybe a quarter of that athlete that Sam Decker ever was. Um, but I love that team. Um, if you remember, they beat that undefeated Kentucky team that you just mentioned. They're, they're 38 and one. And their one loss was in the Elite Eight against, or yeah, Final Four Elite Eight. Yeah, Final Four against that uh, Wisconsin team. Uh, and then they also, like, they have that Kaminsky, Decker, uh, Josh Gosser. But then they have the young Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig at the time. And those guys, they were role players at the time. But years later, they became the best thing that ever star players for Wisconsin. The best thing that ever happened to that team was uh, Trayvon Jackson getting hurt midseason. Yeah, and Bronson Koenig becoming Bronson the starting Koenig. point guard. Yeah. And he was just like skill. Yeah, he's sick. He was Bronson really Katie, craziest stat ever, three-star recruit with offers from Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, and Wisconsin. He goes to Wisconsin. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah they, they played the Duke that won the championship here. They played him in the regular season. I remember watching that game. It was in Wisconsin in the Kohl Center. And Duke won that game, and then they ended up having a rematch in the championship. And that was the coming-out party for Grayson Allen. But... That was a hell of a game, and Justin Wins- Justice Winslow was out of bounds. I got a uh, personal story to uh, relate to that Wisconsin team. I played basketball, high school basketball, in the same conference that Frank Kaminsky did. And uh, freshman year of high school, referee came up to me and said, like, I uh, reminded him of Frank Kaminsky at that time, or, like, <coughs> when Kaminsky was a freshman, because he's like, hey, guys. Kaminsky said, wasn't that really good. He wasn't really that good until, like, his junior, yeah. junior year forever. So, yeah, that, he said that, and I thought, like, oh, holy shit, like, you know. Like, I'm going to be But seeing as how I'm doing this right now, you can see how well my basketball career turned out. <laughs> Playing one of the worst intramural teams in Ohio State. <laughs> didn't make the cut to the electric factor. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Seeing some of the guys on that team, I at least deserve a tryout. <laughs> you're pretty good. You definitely make the team. Yeah, Kirk. I mean, I'm not going to say names, but <laughs> we can fill some spots. Yeah, I, I definitely deserve consideration for it next year. This is disgusting. Been railroaded. <laughs> All right, Dave, who are you going? All right, I'm going... 2017, 2018, UC Bearcats. Blame picks. <laughs> oh my God. Blame picks. At least save them for your last pick. Yeah, that's a that's a one where you save them for last pick because no one else is taking that. My favorite team. team of all time. I can't like can't disregard that. I mean, is that most of watching basketball, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're playing. There's a selection. 
Yeah, no, but there were two issues in the tournament. They were up like 10 with like a minute left against Nevada, and I ended up losing <laughs> in the second round when everyone else, and they were the highest seed left in their portion of the bracket. So that was the year I was like, you know, the UMBC, yeah, Virginia. UMBC, Virginia, Kansas State. Uh, Loyola, Chicago. Yeah, well, that was a joke. That was like the easiest run you see with a half for the final four. Than the four <laughs> and so why is this your favorite team? And the Marcus. <laughs> dude, they're an unreal <laughs> team. It's like one of the best UC teams I've ever seen. It's kind of cool enough. I like it, Dave. Harry Clark, he's a problem. <laughs> right. Shout out Ross, dude. That's all I got for you. Uh, how do you want to do this, um, Andy? You want to go, or do you want me to go? <laughs> you can go. You can go. I got inventory. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. I guess I'll go first. I'm gonna definitely go. The reasoning for this, I'm not gonna pick two pit teams, but this is a little double side story. 2011. So 2010, 2011. Pitt had this team. They were raw. They were raw. They were. I think they were the number one seed in their little. They were seed the number one seed in the bracket. Let me run you how. Let me run you how they lost in the Big East tournament. You saw it a million times on Twitter. The Kemba step back on Jerry McGee, or Gary McGee, and uh, mm-hmm. Jerry McGee, uh, miserable. And then, then they got to the tournament. They lost to Butler. The I forget who fouled him, but someone fouled dude on Butler shooting a full court shot at the buzzer, and they were down two, <laughs> or they were down <laughs> three. He hits all three free throws. It goes to overtime. Matt Howard. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Howard hits the free throws. Yeah, Matt Howard. goes to overtime. Everyone, everyone in Pittsburgh had pit winning that year, so I was devastated. I'm not gonna pick that pit team because they're not my favorite pit team. But um, my favorite year, the team that year after Pitt lost first round, I immediately they're my. T- I had UConn losing to Pitt in the final, and that was the year Kemba won. So I'm gonna pick that 2010 UConn team or 2010-2011 UConn team with. Uh, Kemba Walker, uh, Jeremy Lamb, I want to say, and then Shabazz Napier as a freshman who, like, stepped up big time. And, like, the reason that team – that team was my favorite because they might have not even made the tournament if they didn't win the Big East. And they beat Pitt off, like, a step back, like, Kemba jump shot that, like – so, like, I don't know. It was, like, they were kind of, like, surviving advance at its finest. And so – and I had them in the championship, so I ended up winning the bracket that year because – Everyone else in my bracket pool had Pitt winning, so it didn't matter. And so Pitt choking, but really my team for the first one will be the 2011 UConn Huskies. Um, I don't – hold on a second. Dude, they were the 10th seed in the Big East or whatever it was that year. They were not, like, a guaranteed yeah. to make the tournament. I think, I think it might have even been higher. They might have been, like, the 14th seed. Yeah, they, I know. I remember because I was talking to, like, either my dad or someone else after – we lost on that step back, and I was like, Perfect. "Yeah, that's crazy." But I was like, "Yeah, hopefully, like that gets them to the tournament." Like I'm kind of rooting for they them. They were a seven seed in the tournament after winning the Big East tournament. Like that's how bad yeah, they were in the rest of the exactly. Season. Like they, yeah, they definitely they were. were no, but they were ranked in that game that they played Pittsburgh. They were a top twenty-five team. They were going to make no, the Perk, no, were they the weren't. That, that, that was the big, yeah, those dude, that was the Big East standings. No, it was that not. Was the they were ranked number twenty-one. Yes, it was right in front of me. They still do. Rankings. All right. Well, then maybe then I'm thinking of the year they won with Napier as as because uh, the one the year they won with Napier they were like a seven seed in the tournament and won it all. I think they were a three seed. The year they had Kemba Walker. 
No, they were they were the ninth seed when they won with uh, Kemba, I think. It was the worst. They were not ranked twenty one, won the Big East title, and then were ranked a ninth seed. The there is no way that is true. They might no. have been a ninth seed in the Big East tournament. They were. I think they were the they were the three seed in the West. That's what I just said. Okay. <laughs> I was wrong about the fact that. But no, no, no. see, but see, the, the year that Gavin, the year that Gavin brought up, though, there are people that still say that, though, where UConn had to win those nine games or whatever to get in the tournament. I don't know why people had, like say that because they were ranked in the Big East tournament. I don't know of a team that's ever been ranked going into their conference tournament that hasn't made. Well, no, I think most people think that because the year that they like won with Shabazz Napier, I'm pretty sure they did have to win a few conference tournament games to like make the tournament that year. Like the year they won it all um, a few years later with like Kevin Nolly as their coach and Shabazz Napier and both, right? Um, yeah, I'll look that up now. They were a seven seed that year in the tournament. Yeah, Kentucky was a ten seed. No, Kentucky was at nine, eight or nine. Eight. Because they beat Wichita State in the second. Yeah. Yeah. UConn won as a seven seed in the uh, that year with Shabazz. Yeah. Anyway, good team pick, Gavin. All right. Thank you. Alright, um, my first one is going to be uh, the 2009 Kentucky Wildcats with John Wall. I still, I still to this day think that John Wall had the most swag of any college basketball player ever. He was so sick in college. With his and that was Cal Parry's first year at Kentucky and he had like a sick recruiting class at Memphis left to go to Kentucky and just took all those recruits with him. And they were super sick. And then my second one is just going to be the, uh, the 2006 Ohio State Buckeyes, just purely because, I mean, Mike Conley, Odin, Daquan Cook, like, people always credit the Cal Power teams with starting, like, the one-and-done era. But, like, that was a year before, before Derrick Rose's team at Memphis. And, like, Cal or that, that model, like, didn't start the one and done era, but that was maybe like the first like freshman led team to like go to the finals. Like that team was sick. Yeah. And they actually they lost to Joakim Noah. Imagine that. <laughs> I mean that 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 Florida team won back to back type. Joakim Noah. But you know, the interesting the interesting thing about that Florida team that I wonder looking back on it now is they beat Ohio State, so that was to repeat. I wonder, given how the college basketball environment is today, if that team were to play in today's age, if they all would have just won that one, the, the first one against UCLA and just bolted to the draft. Like, I wonder what made them all decide to come back. Were they all like, we're just that good of a team, let's make history? Because I feel like there's no way that would have well, happened. Well, no, no guy was like a bona fide, like, top five pick. Like, like Torian Green, Al, or, I mean, Corey Green was on the team too, but Corey Brewer, Al Horford, and Joakim Noah were all like top mm. ten picks the next year and all good players, but like none of them were like, all right, like that guy's the number one pick in the draft. Like Conley and Odin and Kevin Durant were in the same year that like that that quarter team won the second year. I mean, and then the year before, I don't know why they wouldn't have gone that year when they won that year. I don't know who was in the draft that year. 
But all right, uh, they Gavin. probably would have got. They probably would have gotten today's game. Oh yeah. Did he give it? Okay. I am going to go, I mean, now I'm going to pick my favorite pit team just because, but it is. But it was a 2006, I want to say 2007 season. Uh, pit lost to Villanova in the Elite Eight. They, like, dude dribbles down the court in, like, one point. No, it was, like, two seconds. It was the worst thing ever. Oh, but, it, was, uh, it was the 08 09 pit team. Okay, yeah, but it was, like, Levance Fields, Sam Young, uh, you know, Aaron Gray. I want to say Juan Blair. Maybe he was the year after. I'm but, glad. I'm glad you mentioned Aaron Gray. He is a very good pit player that people forget about during that run of like oh, the yeah. mid to late 2000s where Pitt was good. Aaron Gray was very underrated. No one. Yeah. No one Dude, remembers. Dude, he was raw. But uh, yeah. Dude who shot like 90 percent from the free throw line for them. Is that Ashton Gibbs? You see later. Yeah, Ashton Gibbs was sick. Um. Um, but yeah, that would be, that would be, yeah, 2009, they lost to them. So that would be my, my, or that year, sorry, not 2006, 2007, but that's my pick. Always grew up going to pick games. They were hyped. I'm going for my second pick. I'm going 2007, 2008 Memphis with D Rose. Ooh, That's like, what a pick. Yeah, yeah, unreal team. I mean, I was heartbroken in that championship oh, game. Crap. As, as like, as what, a 10-year-old? I was probably, I was actually like crying that Mario Chalmers would have hit such a shot in his career. <laughs> like, that bomb ruined my, like, my week when I was a 10-year-old. Chris Douglas Roberts. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this 09 roster now, dude. Sam Young, Dewan Blair, Levance Fields, Brad Wanamaker, Gilbert Brown, Ashton Gibbs, Gary McGee, Nasir Robinson. That team was so wrong. All right, so I, I get two? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with um, two teams from the same year. Um, I'm going to go with the 2008-2009 UConn Huskies. Love this team. Um some play against Marquette that year uh, when they pretty sure they were number one too. Um, this is that the Jerome Dyson team? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it was Jerome Dyson that got injured. I think that year and caused them. Yeah, he did. Um, still unreal season though. Uh, they lost Jerome Dyson, still won 31 games. Um, another thing that I thought followed an interesting trend is. Uh, I mean, best player after Jerome Dice is probably um, Hashim Thabit, who was like probably one of the biggest Hashim in Boston. Hashim um, But yeah, uh, Kemba Walker was a freshman on this team. And so I thought that was pretty crazy how like Kemba was a freshman on this team. And then um, Shabazz Napier was a freshman. Or, like Kemba Walker then became like the star guard that won the national championship while Shabazz Napier was a freshman on that team. And then Shabazz Napier, like by the end of his time at UConn, won a national championship. So I thought that was cool how it followed the line. Um, but yeah, a team to the final four, lost to Michigan State in Detroit that year. Um, but yeah, Hashim Thabit was just like one of the most dominant college basketball players. And 
ties into Gavin's pick. Um, I remember Pittsburgh went <laughs> in that year and killed, uh, or not killed them, but had a shocking win. Uh, Dewan Blair, who's six seven, went up against Ashim Thabit, who's like seven feet, and Dewan Blair just put him in the torture chamber. Like, I mean, yeah, Ashim Thabit worked out well for the Thunder. Great draft pick. Yeah. I would say. Um, I mean, I'm obviously not a basketball coach, but if you're any undersized post player, I would recommend watching that game. Dewan Blair versus Sheep. <laughs> Unreal. Put, put, work I, on that. put that one in mind. And then uh, my next pick uh, also went to the Final Four that year and won the national championship, the 2008-2009 North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, Unreal team, um, but their rosters like re- was really loaded. They had Hansborough, Dan Green, Wayne Ellington, uh, Ty Lawson. Um, and Tyler Tyler Zeller was a freshman on that team. And let me I had pull it. Um, but yeah, they were really dominant that year. And then all those guys left, and the very next year they sucked. They didn't even make the um, NCAA tournament the next year. But, yeah, that, that North Carolina team that season was just uh, dominant. So, yeah, those are, those are my two. goes to me. I grew up a huge Notre Dame fan, so I have a Notre Dame fan coming here. The 2014-2015 Notre Dame Party Irish. This team was led by a pretty good trio of Jerry and Grant, the nephew of Horace Grant. Um, <laughs> nephew. Nephew, not son. Yeah. Nephew of Horace. Pat Collinson, who I'm pretty sure is the highest vertical in the NBA draft combine by a white guy. So four coaches. Um, and then Demetrius Jackson. Uh, those three had a great trio. One, um, they went on to win the ACC tournament, beating Duke and North Carolina in semifinals and finals. And then they went on to play that un- the undefeated Kentucky team, the Elite Eight, and they came very close to beating them. Came down to the last shot by Jerry Grant, which did not go down. But that team had a lot of exciting times in my life. Good team. Yeah, they, okay. they had a real run. That uh, ACC tournament run they had was incredible. Mike Bray. I have to shout out Mike Bray. I think he's one of the best college basketball coaches. Super underrated. He's had a few down years, though. Uh, the last couple of years have not been good. It's going to know a real thing about it. Buddy, playing for them. They've struggled the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, UA legend Dane Goodwin. What a guy, huh? <laughs> Great dude. Oh, yeah. I was Golden actually texting him earlier today. Our coach, our high school basketball coach, sent out a text to former players that I saw telling them to have someone like hold an iPad or phone out and uh, and they had a Zoom like basketball workout today, like in their driveway. <laughs> yeah. In their driveways? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, That's such a high school uh, basketball coach thing to do. <laughs> All right, my my next pick is the 2016-2017 UCLA Bruins. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good pick. Uh, yeah. 
Led by Bryce Alford. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there a UCLA team that had uh, Westbrook and Kevin Love, or did yeah. I just make that up? They beat XU. Yeah. Yeah. They were always that team. Um, okay, but now Lonzo is obviously one of my one of my favorite NBA players. As, like, what is that ruckus? Yeah, you wear a sweatshirt for the bars a lot. Yeah, Lonzo's the goat, and then Tom. Don't sleep on Thomas Welsh either. Mid-range game automatic. Very. TJ Leaf, unreal. And then I mean they, and then also a great story. Everyone. All of the Cincinnati heads wanted to bet on UC in the tournament, so I took UCLA and had a lot of money riding on UCLA against UC in the tournament, and UCLA ended up covering, so you got to shout out that team for that. All right, you're up, Jeff. Um, so mine's my college basketball team, obviously, I kind of like just rooted for Pitt most of the years growing up, but then like the years they lost, obviously, I would fall in love with the tournament every year, so the 2000... 13? Yes, so the 2013 March Madness, it was the year Michigan had Trey Burke, and I loved that team so much. I'm pretty sure it was the year uh, Kevin Ware, what's-his-face, broke his leg. Yeah, that Louisville team, yeah. So that tournament was just crazy. I loved it, but I loved the Michigan team the whole year. I I was never, like, an OSU fan growing up, so, like, the idea of liking a Michigan team. I kind of just, like, would swap around teams every year, but... The, the shot he hit in the Final Four game from, like, half court was insane to beat Kansas. And then in the championship game, I remember, like, the game's winding down. Peyton Silva's, like, going up for a layup. And Trey Burke blocks the shit out of him. And they called it a foul, and it was ridiculous. And it just, like, completely changed the momentum of the game. A little bit of a bittersweet. I had Louisville winning it all. Um, so I won a bracket. I mean, I had Michigan <laughs> winning it. Uh, uh, I know I didn't have Michigan winning all. I won a bracket because Louisville won it, so I wasn't that upset. But um, I, I loved that Michigan team, and then you I thought Trey like Trey Burke. Burke. Trey Burke was one of like the nastiest college yeah, players. Had, like that block. I mean, he hit that which, like, iconic shot. The yeah, and, and then in the game, in the championship game, to hit, like get that block and then not get the call. It's so tough. Like that late in the game to get the block off, and they didn't give it to you. Like. Definitely changes the game, but so yeah, the 2012, 13 yeah. Spike Albrecht's top. Well, that that ended up being like one of the best Final Fours. If like thinking about it back, because the Michigan Syracuse game went down to the wire, and then Louisville Wichita State right down to the wire. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, a great national championship game. Ryan no Baker. No one was going to beat that middle team. Was that the number 10 Syracuse? The number 10? No, that wasn't the same year. Was it? No. What year did they recently make it and they were the 10th seed? Yeah. They were the 11th seed and they made it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, but that's my my, back. All right. um, First pick. Was is the uh, the 2005-2006 Blue, Duke Blue Devils, just because I was a huge JJ Redick fan, and I loved watching him score like 25 a game, just like shooting eight threes a game at a time when the three pointer wasn't very popular. Um, and like my dad hated Duke, and like a lot of my family did, and I was just a huge fan of them. And then. My second one, I don't know what year it was, but the year Indiana a few years ago was a one seed with uh, 
with uh, Cody Zeller and Old Depots last year there, and uh, and Yogi Ferrell. I really, I love that team. That team was sick. Hmm. Yeah, they got this. I thought that team had uh, had what it took to go pretty far, and they just got destroyed by Syracuse in that Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah they, had they had no answer for that 2-3 zone. But that's that's always been Tom Crean as a coach. Like, Tom Crean has always had some, like, pretty solid rosters, but just, like, when it comes to tournament time, like, it's just it's not going to happen. Other than that Dwayne Wade year with Marquette, like, that was it. Do you remember that? Was Tom Curry in the coach, then? I mean, to say the team's kind of tough, once again, going to one of my favorites to watch, but I'm going to go to the 2000, I think, 11 BYU team. I don't know if anyone did it, but that's Jimmer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't. Uh, dude, I, I, I'm going to do it. It's yeah, not... exactly. He's one of um, that Jim watching Jimmer Jimmer Fredette was like the first player, not the first player, but he was like kind of like how Steph was in what that 2014 season where it was just like the dude was pulling up and you knew it was going. And Jimmer Fredette was raw. Yeah. And then taking that Davidson team. Now that you said that, yeah, but I, I I was good. I was I was gonna pick it. It was my last one. I went into this thinking we were doing our top five NBA teams. I don't know why, <laughs> but. So I was kind of going off the fly, but we can do that next week. Yeah, but I'll be prepared. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick them. I mean, watching Jimmer play and do people sleep. Jimmer was like raw the whole year, and he didn't just shoot. He drove to like he drove a lot and like have like crazy layups and everything. But like the dude would just pull up on the parking lot, and it was so sick. But so definitely, I mean, I was I was saying Jimmer for like a whole year and a half after that tournament, just like yeah. Jimmer. He's like, but, the, like Kobe. Like, yeah, yeah, he literally, he literally he was. Had, like, he just had such a weird name too, like yeah. Jimmer. It's not he as was, like classic, like country white boy, like like rocking from a hundred feet. Oh yeah, no. I love seeing his stat lines of like thirty-five points, three assists, two rebounds. Like just did nothing else. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, nah. dude, he was a walking bucket. That's not his fault. What else do you want him to do? All he knew how to do was put the ball in the hoop. I mean, from like I, 45 feet out. I didn't have an issue with it. I just remember like he was he wasn't as he was nowhere near as hated as like a white Duke player like JJ Redick or something like that. But there were definitely people that were like did not like Jimmer Fredette, and that would be like their biggest knock after games is like, you know, he'd score a ton of points. But, like, but if you look at his rebounds and assists, he's not really doing much. And I was like, he had 45. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. But yeah, so I think it was a 2011. They they they're big guy. I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, Gavin. Well, dude, they're, they're big guy. They should have gone for it. He got robbed. Their big guy had sex, and you aren't allowed yeah. to have sex at BYU. And he got he got banned from the tournament. Like, are you kidding me? That was ridiculous. And he admitted it too. Yeah. He was an idiot. So Jimmer gets robbed his senior year. Obviously, I don't like like whatever Mormon shit's going on at BYU, whatever they're doing, where you can't have sex. But but Jimmer was so sick, was one of the coolest college basketball players growing up, so I had to pick them. I mean, if I I would have admitted it too, I mean, if they asked me, I'm not going to be like, no, I did. (laughs) Well, (laughs) here's the thing. 
I don't <laughs> think that. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, how that university is, or, like, at least that climate, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't plan on opening up. I could see some student, like, somehow catching him in the act and being, like, I'm going to tell because you're, like, disobeying the rules or whatever. Okay, I'm not going to get blackmailed here, but, like, some at any university. Like, let's say I got, like, let's say I somehow caught, like, Caleb Wesson doing that. I bet if I was, like, some loser that just said to Caleb Wesson, like, I'm going to tell Holtman, I bet Wesson would be like, go ahead. <laughs> it's like, nothing's going to ha- happen. But, like, for BYU, like, that kid's like, well, I mean, guys, I'm sorry. Like, is that, is that, I told you or some nerd? <laughs> Could you imagine a university looking you in the eyes and being like, you're not allowed to come back, you had sex. I'd be like, What? What are you talking about? That's actually one of the craziest things ever, that that's just like a university regulation. How are they even allowed to do that? Like, I feel like that's just against some sort of, like, national law, right? It's part of the religion. It's part of but But, like, there's got to be some things at Catholic schools that you're not allowed to do that you do and don't get in trouble for, right? Yeah, but I don't think the Catholic schools uh, are that like that strict. You tell me you say you you say God damn it at a Catholic school, you use the Lord's name in vain or whatever, you get suspended for the tournament. You break Ten Commandments. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you. There's no, there, there. That's like the most strict, like ridiculous rule. I can, I can't believe they're allowed to do that. Yeah. I can't believe Jimmer let that happen. He should have stepped in and be like, "How about if I make ten, ten straight threes? Y'all can shut up." Swap. <laughs> <laughs> you should just be like, "Do you guys want a national championship? This would have been our best year." <laughs> fuck you, fuck that big dude for getting laid. And that stupid hoe for just thinking it was sick. She ruined That'd it. That'd be hilarious if the entire locker room was like, wouldn't talk to him. Like, you could have won the national championship if you had sex. Perk, what do you think? I bet that was like a San Diego State suit. Kind of fuck over BYU. Huh? I think that was like a SDSU student trying to fuck over BYU. Um, yeah, Kawhi moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. All right, I'm going... 2016-2017 Duke. Um, had, they they had a great ACC tournament run. When they went undefeated in the ACC, they won that ACC tournament after losing to North Carolina and Miami and Syracuse all the week prior, like two weeks prior. But my one reason I like them so much is Kennard was an all star. Kennard was the goat that year, and also Tate. Uh, Tatum was unreal, too. Tatum was a great guy to watch. And they lost to my least favorite team ever in college basketball history with uh, the number seven, with the seventh seventh seed in South Carolina team. That team can actually Oh, my God. Cinderius Thornwell. Yeah, that team stinks. You cannot tell me that team is good. I mean, they almost beat Gonzaga in the final four. All right. um, I can't not name an XU team, so I think I'll just do it here. The at least uh, the most recent relevant Xavier team and probably the Z, uh, best Xavier team in history. But ended up not doing anything, but 
the 2017-2018 Xavier basketball team. Um, they did win the Big East Conference, which is a huge milestone for the program. I mean, Villanova owns that conference now. For them to win that is huge. Um, I mean, J.P. Makura, that's the kind of guy that if he's on your team, you absolutely love him. But if he's not on your team, you fucking hate him. And I love that, having that guy on my team. Trayvon Blue. is the worst. Yeah, coming from a UC fan. Like, Makura, if he's not on your team. He actually wore long sleeves every game of his college basketball career. Can you imagine? He was so good. He was a glue guy for that team. Trayvon <laughs> is one of the leading scorers in Xavier history. He was a stud. Um, they ended up playing. They were the one seed. First time in school history. They were the one seed. Uh, I went down and watched this game. It was in Nashville. They won. They beat Texas Southern. And then they played Florida State in the round of 32. And similar to the UC team that year, they were up most of the game, up by like 10 with a couple minutes to go, and they blew it. And I drove four hours back to Cincinnati and did not speak. It was a silent car ride home. <laughs> this broken ride home. We couldn't believe it. We thought XU, this was the year XU was going to get their first ever Final Four, and it didn't happen. And XU hasn't been good since. And I don't think they'll be good until Travis Steele has gone as head coach. I agree. You see the recruiting class next year? Pretty damn good. He screwed his ass off, but he is a terrible coach. Just like Chris Mack and Xavier. Chris Mack's a hell of a coach. What are you talking about? He's in Louisville. Okay. <laughs> Chris Mack is a good coach. What is fucking saying? XU, they went to Fad. XU's just like, yeah, just XU, unbelievable coaching three. The problem with XU is there are stepping stone programs where coaches start there, or not start there, but they get there, and then they wait till they get their next big job. You got Fad Motto, XU, OSU. Uh, Skip Prosser was an XU guy, but he had to wait for us. Sean Miller from Arizona. Chris Mack to Louisville, and then we thought Travis Steele was the next one, but he's probably going to get canned, so. <laughs> I don't know who's next. He's going to get shit canned. Yeah. Keep bringing in the recruits, but he doesn't know how to manage the clock or use his timeouts right. They, so, uh, wasted, they wasted the prime of Bennett legend uh, Sean O'Mara. Is that everyone? The year before that, they were an 11 seed, beating the Laurie Markinen, Alonzo Trier, Arizona team 2 seed. A lot of people had that team going far. Sean O'Mara hit it, the game-winning shot against that team. See, you know what? Here's the thing. I will never pick a, uh, a Sean Miller-coached Arizona team to go far in the tournament ever because he always finds a way to fuck it up. Every- they lost to Wisconsin, the Wisconsin team that I like. They lost to Wisconsin in the Elite Eight when they were really good. They lost- I, think they, I think they were better than that. They should have won that game. I mean, dude, they, they, no, they, dude, the year, oh, the year that, uh, Johnson, I mean, dude, uh, Nick Johnson, Nick Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they make the Elite Eight, like, all the time. Yeah, but they don't go past that. It's an XU, it's an XU, uh, what do you call it? Curse. Curse. You can't get past the Elite Eight. All the UC fans use that against XU fans. They've never been to a Final Four. <laughs> Guess what? UC hasn't been to Final Four in like, yeah, it's been like 20 years. So yeah, that's not civil rights era. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, no. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin took him. Wow. Yeah. Can we do some honorable mentions for favorite basketball teams? Because I got a couple now. Well, no. Well, we still got two, and we still got two. We all got one more. Okay. So, uh, way ahead of you. Gavin, oh, 
the honorable mention. Top mentions. five. I thought we were doing top four. How the fuck did we do four? Who the fuck is top four? Who does top four of anything? Say this. I, I was thinking of pardon my takes, Mount Rushmore, and they do four. I said Mount Rushmore. I know, you. but we're doing a snake draft, and that's the only other thing I'm, I'm constantly, consistently hearing snake drafts on. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I will. I will go ahead here. Um, I picked this team because you know I grew up. I grew up. Uh, my dad went to Purdue. My mom went to Marquette. So primarily grew up watching those teams uh, a lot. But this Purdue team is the ultimate. Um, what could have been? I struggled which year to pick, so I went with the 2009. 2000. 2010 Purdue team. Um, this was the year that Robbie Hummel tore his ACL at the end of the year against Minnesota. This team could have gone, I think, to uh, a Final Four run if he had, if they had Robbie Hummel. Um, but that year they lost in the Sweet 16 to Duke, who ended up winning the national championship um, as the 2010-2011 team. Um, but yeah, the next year was even worse because they were expected to have all those guys come back for one last year. And Robbie Hummel towards ACL again um, in the offseason, so lost him. Now, the crazy thing about that, that is so sad. Robbie Hummel, um, or that Purdue team, went to – they lost in the second round to VCU. And a bunch of Purdue fans were, like, really bummed about it. I mean, still are, because obviously, like, that's probably the best class Mad Painters ever put together, like, recruiting-wise or just achievement-wise. Um, and they never, like, really um, got to, like, see the full potential of those guys um, in terms of, like, playing, you know, extended amount of time together tournament-wise. But uh, they lost to VCU that second round. Everybody was bummed. And then VCU went on that Cinderella run. So a lot of people, like, were kind of like, okay, guess that's not as bad of a loss as it can be. Um, and then my next pick... This is going to be surprising. Um, the 2012-2013 Butler uh, basketball team. Um, the, re- the reason why I picked this Butler team was this is two. This was a two years after they went on that back-to-back like Final Four run. So like when this Butler team was good, like everyone took him seriously because Butler was no longer just like a fluke. Um, North Carolina, I think by 15 that year. Um, they beat Marquette on an unreal buzzer beater at the Maui Invitational, which I was at. Um, they had some unreal uh, wins throughout the season. Beat Gonzaga at home on a buzzer beater. Unreal Wait, team. Kurt, you've been to the Maui Invitational? Yeah, I've been multiple times. Oh, that's like a dream of mine. What? Oh, yeah. yeah it's an unreal it's fucking sick. Yeah, I still have the t-shirts from it, too. Prove it. Okay. All right. I'll send them. I'll Go put them on right now. Huh? After I'll put them on right now. I'll uh, I'll find them after after this pick. But yeah, loaded team. They had Rodney Clark, uh, Kellen Dunham. Hey, um, Kellen Dunham. Both just sharpshooters. So unfortunately, they flamed out in the tournament, lost to Marquette. Um, but yeah, unreal team. So those are my picks. Uh, I will be back with the apparel. Let's go. All right. So my last pick. Um, I was prepared to take that BYU team. I didn't think I was going to take it, but Gavin stole that one from me. Um, hey, so so smart and handsome. Yeah, <laughs> so handsome. Just like you, Keys. Uh, That's why you were going to take them. 
Um, so I'm going to go with a team that I never watched in the regular season, but come tournament time, hey. it was a hell of a story. I mean, there's nothing better than the tournament, and that's the 2012-2013 Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> That was going to be my honorable oh, mention. That was going to be my honorable oh. mention. That's when I asked. I was literally about to drop that. Taking down number two seed, Georgetown. Georgetown. Florida. Georgetown. Wait. I'll never what forget that game. Like I watched Richard it and was like, what the fuck? Hang on, what? What was the dude who looked like Richard Sherman's man? The guy with the dreads on that team? Sherwood Brown. Sherman Brown. Sherwood Brown. Sherwood Brown. Yeah. Sherwood. Yeah, Homer was the point guard. He went to high school with Austin Rivers. at Winnipeg. Austin Rivers, yeah. Yeah. Best alley oop thrower of all time. Overs, just cram it. They're up like six yeah. minutes, two minutes to go, and they're just throwing alley oops. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, this. And uh, they ended up winning the next game, too, against the Perks uh, teams, the SDSU seven seed by Jamal Franklin. And then they lost to Florida in the Sweet 16. But hell of a run. One of the most entertaining teams I've ever watched. And. and that's what I got. Uh, FGCU, I think, like some kind of bird, like Eagles, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I think they're the Eagles. Maybe not. It doesn't really make sense in Florida, but. Um. Okay, I'll go ahead with mine. My last pick will be the 2007 Texas team, with with my. Oh, Kevin Durant! Wow. Sorry. Oh, you mean when they got beat in the first round of the tournament? Still the best one in Dallas. Yeah, still, time. yeah. Top two. Him, him more mellow. I mean, dude, he's that already, was, what, 26 and 8? Like, yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that was a, that's a good pick. And DJ August. Well, it goes hand in hand if someone wants to take it. I'm not going to, but the Blake Griffin, Oklahoma. I think that was, that was like 08 team. Yeah. That was, yeah, that yeah. was his sophomore year, though. Yeah, yeah that was, he was a raw. They threw him on the cover of NCAA two, uh, 10, the last basketball game they made for NCAA. Yeah. Sick game. If you guys have ever played it, you can hawk threes. You can hawk them. John Wall doesn't miss a three. There's one white dude on hey, Syracuse. Dude, I don't even know who it is. That's in the basketball is Baylor with Lake Darius Dunn. I yeah. will be anyone. I'll take it to my yeah. grave. Lake Darius Dunn or, and Tweedy Carter. Or Fresno State, yeah. Paul George. Bad team so, of all time. Yeah. That 2010 NCAA basketball Baylor team might be the most dominant video game team in the history of sport. I'm not kidding. And they're like a B rating. It's crazy how good they are. Nothing. Uh, one of the more uh, surprises of uh, NCAA basketball is Wayne Chisholm. You can take just like one dribble with that guy in the paint and he dunks it every time. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> so. Like no matter what you do, you just hit that, you hit the stick or whatever, dunk. <laughs> no one can stop it. No one. You hit that stick, yeah. Yeah, hit that stick. Well, the uh, what? What's the thing to go forward? Why am I not thinking of it? Analog, the analog stick. stick. Yeah. Analog stick. Thank you. There you go. So it is a stick. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone said it wasn't. It's messing <laughs> with you, Bert. No. All right, Gavin. Um, I'm gonna say something, and I don't know if this was picked. I'm sorry. I went to go get snacks at one point, so I was out. But did someone pick the 2011-12 like, Kentucky team? Which one? The John Wall team or the? No, Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Might be uh, just what? right there. Mm-hmm. 
What? Marcus Page. I think that's uh, the yeah. Steve. That yeah. yeah. That uh, Devin Lamb. Um, but that was, I mean, that was just an old time. I didn't, that was like, I haven't picked a uh, Duke, Kentucky, UNC. You got to pick one of those. One of the three. The <laughs> Mellow, the A, the Mellow Syracuse team is also another honorable mention for me. I'll get to, I have a couple more, don't worry. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go the 2011-2012 Kentucky Wildcats. That team might be the best. That team might be the best college basketball team of all time outside the UCLA team. Like from I think the they had like they literally had like eight people go to the NBA from that team, or like nine. I don't know, but they like Terrence they Jones, like, Anthony down. Davis. They lost one. They lost one game the whole year on a buzzer beater to yeah. Indiana. I think. Yeah, that team was sick. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, that's amazing. All right, my last one is the uh, the 2005-2006 uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs with Adam Morrison. Morrison, are you kidding me? You do not actually <laughs> like Adam Morrison. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I didn't like that. But they were fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you actually cried on the court in the game. Was even yeah, there. that video, that video is awesome. No, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, no, my my true team is the uh, is the 06, 07, or 08, 09, one of those years, the UCLA team with uh, with K Love, and that was the year all four all four teams that went to the final four were one seeds. It was them, uh, Memphis, Kansas, and someone else. I forget. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. There you go. That North Carolina team was sick too. Probably. So sick. That was that was a so sick. That's super sick team. I think Kurt took them, didn't he? Yeah. No, I took I took the year he, after. The year we, talk, we talked about them. Yeah, the year they won the title, you took them. That was the year before, though, right? Yep. I mean, that Marcus Pate or yeah team was raw. That was a few years. Yeah, they that Marcus Pate team lost in the finals to Villanova, right? And then North yeah. Carolina won next year without yeah. Page, though. Yeah. yeah. Joel Bear. All right. Are, are we doing honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm all for it. Okay, the only thing that I – I mean, I'm just going back to, like, the March Madnesses I remember growing up. The Doug McDermott-Creighton team was raw watching throughout the season. The Marcus Howard-Marquette last season, people sleep. That was literally one of the craziest – like, he, he had the most points in all Division One basketball. That dude would dribble down the court and shoot the ball every single possession. And it just would go in. It was one of like the cool seasons to watch. Actually, I was like one of the, probably the most team I watched like ever because I just watch every game because Marcus Howard was super exciting. Um, trying to think, oh the Victor Oladipo Indiana team. I don't know if anyone picked them. They were kind of fun to watch. Yeah, that okay. was fun. the uh, if you guys remember the year Wake Forest had like Jeff Teague. They were really sick that year. Uh, um. The year uh, Georgia Tech had Jared Jack, we were real young. They, was, they were super good that year. Or like, uh, even like Tennessee last year was like an all-time. Like I love it. Admiral Skenfield. What's the name? Yeah, that that was that was a good ass team. They not really a team, but just a player last year. Carson Edwards in the tournament. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, uh, that was the Steph Curry Davidson run was like that was when everyone still loved Steph Curry too. There's an Fuck Steph Curry on that team, so 
I liked Steph Curry up until yeah. like it like peaked at the game they played the Thunder when he like just hit that like yeah. one dribble past half court shot to win. And it was like that year the Warriors and the Thunder went at it every game they played. It was like close ass games and then that's when the Thunder blew the three one lead. But like that was when I peaked like loved him. I was watching him like Can you was, like, imagine the shop. how different can you imagine how different the NBA would be if the Thunder didn't lose that game? Like, the Thunder easily could have won the title that year, and, like, even if they didn't, like, KD stays in OKC if they beat the Warriors. Like, 100%. 100%. Like, think the NBA would be so different. Could you I imagine think- the Minnesota Timberwolves and drafting two point guards, Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio, over Stephen Curry? Yeah. Dude, Johnny Flynn, like, had a pretty good – he was going to be nowhere near as good as Steph Curry, but he had a pretty good rookie year before he had – he had the same hip surgery as my brother. Really? Kirk, can you make a uh, a uh, visual for our top five picks? Um, I can I – can, eh, I can do my best. All right, let me give you I'd one. Like, put, like, the best players on each person's team so if someone's looking at it who didn't listen, they can still, you know. Let me I give- would um, – I would to answer Scum's question though, when he said how different the NBA would be, I think if Kevin Durant does not leave the Thunder, I'd say either LeBron James or Kyrie Irving would still be on the Cavs today. Dude, I think that I think that Kevin Durant would be the most liked player in the NBA right now if they just don't blow that lead to the Warriors and he takes no my cousin, my cousin loved Kevin Durant. Literally, she, I mean, she's like a girl. She doesn't even watch that much NBA. Like, she literally was just like, I loved watching it. Like, she was like, I think he's so cute. And I was like, what? what? But she's like, I don't know. She's like 30. She's like my oldest cousin. But she was like, I love, she was like, I love Kevin Durant. She'd always talk about him on the Thunder. And then, like, when she went to the Warriors, I was like, you can't keep this up. Like, I won't listen to this slander anymore. I listened to it before because it was, like, kind of cool. He was on OKC, like... I was like, you can't. I will not listen to this anymore. Dude, it's I loved Kevin Durant when he was on Texas, and liked him a lot when he was on the Thunder. Like, oh, dude, he was, was raw. He's so sick. And that all those Thunder teams were so sweet too. Like him, the games were like, the games where Westbrook uh, and Kevin Durant would both have fifty points. You're like, this is sick. No one else even like came close to scoring. You guys stink, but these dudes both dropped fifty. And Tabo Sapolosha. <laughs> yeah, they they were starting Cephalosha over. Um, I'm pretty sure James Harden. I guess James Harden wanted six man. <laughs> he wanted six man, so they didn't start him. You you were playing 2K and you'd be like, why is overall 67 Cephalosha in the game? Can we get him out? Yeah. Can we get 85 James Harden in at the time? 85. I understand. He's better. You know, it's funny though. The only time those guys could play together was when they were like fresh in a where they could be, where they weren't stars. If you were to get those three guys to try and play together now, no fucking way. I don't know. I'm I mean, sure they. I'm sure they could figure together. something out. Like you just put stars on the same team, they figure it out. Like yeah, but I'm saying with the attitudes of Durant, Harden, and Westbrook, like if they were to team up today, I don't. Oh, think... not. Yeah, no. Harden, Harden's different because Harden's just so ball dominant that he can only play with one other star. But like. They, it was also just like no one was going to be able to pay those three. Like the Thunder couldn't just the Thunder had to unload someone at that point. Although they did basically choose Serge Ibaka over Harden, like at the time, like that was their decision. 
Could you imagine if Sam Presti never like got rid of Harden? Like his career took off once he left the Thunder and like became the guy. Like he could have just became like a role, like not a role player, but like a number two or three his whole career. If you never yeah, went to yeah. another- that also like helped Harden. Like oh, absolutely. Like you knew he was good, but you didn't know how good he was. Once he went to a team and was like by himself, you saw like holy shit, this dude's really good. Like people, people act as if. Harden stayed on that Thunder team as if Harden would have started averaging 35 a game. Durant would have still become the best player in the league, and Westbrook would have also averaged the triple-double all at the same time. It's like Those things could not have happened unless they all got their own team. Well, also uh, also keep in mind, uh, Harden, like, as, as good as Harden was, he like really took off under D'Antoni. Yeah, D'Antoni helped this great shit done. Um... I got I got some honorable uh, mentions. I got two. I got th- three. Well, all right. I got multiple North Carolina teams. Uh, I would intertwine. <laughs> I would intertwine the uh, 2015-16 North Carolina and the 2016-17 North Carolina teams. Um, the fact that they were able to go back to the tournament a year after that crushing loss to. Um, to Villanova is pretty impressive considering that they lost Marcus Page, Bryce Johnson. Um, like they lost some like pretty good guys off that team. How about how about the twelve thirteen is a twelve thirteen Carolina team where Kendall Marshall broke his wrist in the tournament? That, they would yeah, have won it all that year. Was my other one. Oh my uh, gosh, they were starting that one little white dude in point guard. Oh yeah, my god. He was like he was like five eight. Oh my um, god, that, I'll never forget that. I lost that, I had North Carolina winning it that year. That season you know, really, he was like a Mormon and like went on his mission trip after that year and like left the team. Like uh, like didn't play Carolina. It's crazy. Yeah, that that season like killed me because I was like a huge Tyler Zeller fan, like oddly enough, and that was his like last run. And I like I remember they lost to Kentucky that year. That was the Kentucky team with Anthony Davis. They lost to him by like two or three points at Kentucky. And throughout the season, I was like, I think this North Carolina team is capable of beating Kentucky. And I, we, I, the was, we would have seen it had Kendall Marshall not gotten injured. I, I, I remember the game, whoever they lost to in March Madness, like when they lost, like they were just going at whoever that small white dude was guarding. And that dude would just take him to the rack every yeah, single time. It actually looked like me guarding like one of these players. Like he, they were getting and ones at will. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Stillman White. Stillman. Kendall Marshall was so sick that year too. Like yep. he was he's one of the best passers I've ever seen. Lefty. Yeah. Uh, so um, another another honorable mention team that I have is uh, 2016-17 Kentucky. I don't know if anyone said that. <clears throat> that was the year with uh, uh, Fox and Monk. Yep. That was such a, dude. Luke May doesn't like do something that he has no business doing in the first place, which is shooting the ball in the last ten seconds of the game when your team's down. And that that team would have won. People sleep on Malik Malik Monk. Hitting the three that, like, put them in that position was, like, an off-balance two dudes in his face. Like, he got fouled on the three. They didn't call it, like, and he hit it. He, like, it was the most insane shot. I was with someone that was at the time, and he was losing his mind. And I was like, oh, my God, that was, like, one of the sickest shots I've ever seen. And then it was for nothing. 
Because Luke's fucking mad. That was like just as ridiculous as that against North Carolina earlier that year to beat them. Yes. Like it was like the yeah. exact same shot. Put up like the four. exact same thing. Yeah, Malik Buck did the exact same thing, and that's why it was so sick. I mean, Kentucky won the game earlier. You're right. In that game, they put up 100 points each in regulation. Yeah, that was nuts. I that was like that Vegas classic or whatever, like that CBS. <laughs> yes, with OSU and UCLA. Yeah, yeah. The craziest story, like it was actually a pretty crazy story though, for like Luke May to be in that position to. Um, to make that shot, he like if he really wanted to go to North Carolina, still they could have had him be a walk-on for a year and then be a scholarship player. But the reason why he got the scholarship was because Brandon Ingram turned down North Carolina to go to Duke, and that allowed Luke May to be on the roster. But I mean, with all seriousness, like if you're getting offers from North Carolina, you're getting offers from other places. So like, had Brandon Ingram like gone to Carolina, Luke May go somewhere else, and like. That whole thing doesn't happen, but like I always thought, that was pretty crazy that he was on the roster because Brandon Ingram said no. I mean, yeah, that North Carolina team would have been way better if Brandon Ingram went there. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, that's Luke not all May, that would have been if like, like Luke May is one of the biggest like overachievers as a college basketball player ever. Like you just like, uh, accept the power forward like twenty and ten by the end of his career. Yep. The whole, like, oh, I went to class the next day is, like, first of all, if you're going to go to class the next day, just do it. You don't have to talk about it. Like, And then he, like, apologized to his teacher in front of the whole class. He's like, sorry, I won't be able to make it to tomorrow's class. I have to play in the national championship game. <laughs> and everyone's like, Luke, it's okay. We understand. It's like, fuck you, dude. I don't know if you remember this video. It was, I think it was Luke May's freshman year. It's, you know, like, teams do those dance huddles. And they threw Luke May in the middle, and it is the most cringe-worthy like dance. Go look it up if you haven't seen it. It is my introduction to Luke May, and then that dude like two years later hit like the biggest shot in college basketball like, history. It was also the ugliest like get the ball, little step back, like feet together, like push of a three, and it goes in, and you're like, what the fuck? No, it was, it was like an eighteen and a half footer, like ugliest like game winner, <laughs> like least cool game winner in the history yeah. of basketball. I mean, Roy Williams, as soon as he saw that shot, was like, this better fucking go in or I'm going to murder this kid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, what made that what made that funny, though, was I was on spring break and there was like the hotel that we were at. They had like a giant like screen by the pool for people to watch. And there was like an entire like group of Kentucky fans. And like they were just going nuts when Malik Monk hit that shot. And then for a second later, Luke may come down and hit it like they went from just like screaming and high-fiving to just being the most depressed people there. Like, they just left the pool. No one deserves it more than Kentucky fans, though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that is the worst fan base of all time. Yep. <laughs> um, another uh, honorable mention that I have, this was like a crazy, uh, I shouldn't say crazy year, but probably the best year that both of the combined teams in L.A. have had for basketball. 2007-2008 uh, USC team. Had uh, Taj Gibson, DeMar DeRozan, and OJ Mayo on the same roster. Yeah. Tuck, USC is the epitome of schools that like knows how to get five star recruits and just do nothing with them. Like yeah. that's the true one and done place. And and they never, very rarely do those guys end up being like one and dones that go really far in the NBA. They're just one and dones that like either don't get drafted or like have just very average careers. They have a top ten recruiting class next year. 
Yep. Yeah. Like on Wacky or whatever. Yeah. Or no, they have Mobley. Yeah, no. I feel like it's like easy to convince like one good player to be like, hey, do you want to go to school in Southern California? Like, just come play at USC. We'll we'll give you the ball every time. So like one pass starts like. Coach, coach from Dunk City, Andy Enfield. He hasn't done a do- goddamn thing there. The Memphis team this year had like it's liking to be one of the coolest teams in a while. That's the end. We haven't talked about it, but the Zion Duke team was like about as like a good of the Duke team as we're ever gonna see. Biggest, the biggest elephant in the room for cool team was just the Zion Duke team because like yeah, it's so mainstream to say them, but they were so sick. Like yeah, in the yeah. top three recruits, like they were so sick. All right, we got some questions from fans. Okay, hey. go ahead. Okay, uh, this one's from Grant from Cincinnati. Oh, nice. He said, you can end this quarantine right now if you had a one women's basketball game a week for the rest of your life. If you don't choose this option, the quarantine goes on for an entire year. What do you choose? I'm going to those games no matter what. Yeah, oh, so, I've been to those games. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been to one, and I had a great time. It's like a minor league baseball game. There's yeah. going on at every second. Like The basketball kind of sucks, but like, there's timeouts. When there's timeouts, like, they're... Like, sell beer there and like have a halftime show like I can just like yeah. I'll probably bet on every game I go to like yeah I, I feel like you could have a pretty good time as long as I get nachos I'm all like, play a game <laughs> you can play a there's game. actually only requirement is nachos I could probably spend more money going to a high school basketball game than the entire like outing for a w, WNBA game I mean, all I know is uh, doing quarantine for a year is just not even an option. We've, I've been here for like two weeks, and it's been minutes. It's been it, – okay, uh, like side topic here. It amazes me how bad of managing money some of these sports franchises are. Like the Bruins basically said, we have one more week, and then we can't pay our full-time employees. And I'm thinking it's been three weeks since hockey's been canceled, and you guys are just like going bankrupt already or close to it. Hockey – yeah, Dude, I agree. Think about the rent they have to pay for those arenas. Yeah, hockey, hockey though doesn't make like as much money on like like people don't watch hockey on TV. Like if you're not going to the game, you're not going to watch it. Okay, but for even the most part, even for basketball though, the 76ers were the funniest was the 76ers were going to cut pay, and then when word got out and a bunch of people yeah. got pissed, the 76ers are like, oh no 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 no, we're not going to do that. But yeah, you mean to t- the NBA's been canceled for three weeks, and you're already telling me the Sixers are like, hey, you know, we just can't pay people. Maybe don't pay I mean, Al, Al for that max contract, you assholes. I mean, a lot of it just <laughs> a lot of it just depends on how deep a pocket the owners have to. Like, obviously, the Mavericks, like Cuban's, just going to be able to pay his employees for a year if he has to. But like. You know, some owners aren't as wealthy as others. I mean, they're all wealthy, but like there's <laughs> levels of there's levels wealth among owners. Yeah, man, Dan Gilbert's just barely getting by. Okay, and then we <laughs> okay. paycheck to paycheck. We got one more from <laughs> the top chef of Columbus, uh, Steve Collins. Davy Fresh. Yeah. He has, no, no last name. <laughs> He wants uh he wants AFC North predictions for the year. Steve Ballins, what what? He wants AFC North. Oh, that's a good that's a good topic. AFC North predictions. Yeah. Go 
Um, okay. I feel like, I feel I like, like Gavin and Dave can't Let's go shortest to tallest for this, because we only did tallest to shortest for the yeah. last thing. All right. Yeah. All right. So, let's go. Start us off. Are we doing records, too, or just who? Yeah, we're doing records. He wants like, records. Records and a little bit of analysis. All right. Um, I still predict the Ravens to win the division, barring Lamar Jackson injury, but, I mean, you can't really predict that, so I'm just going to say that he's not going to get injured. I'm saying the Ravens are going to be 12-4. and four. Um, I like the Steelers to go 11-5 and five and be a wild-card team. Uh, with If they have the same defense they had last year and Roethlisberger healthy the whole year, I don't see them not winning double-digit games. And then uh, the Browns, 8-8. Eight and eight. They're going to be better than they were last year, but I just could, like, Baker's clearly, like, you can tell he's more mature and they're not going to be in the headlines as much. And I feel like Stefanski is just a better coach than Kitchens. He just, like, seems like a not idiotic dude. And then the Bengals are going to be 4-12. and 12. Whew. For all those free agents we, we picked up? Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. I mean, uh, it's hard to – it's almost hard to disagree with anything. I hate to, to, to copy you there, Scum, but I, I – as trying to be unbiased, obviously, I would. I think the chances the Steelers win the division are possible. I think the Steelers can beat the Ravens at home. You wash against the Ravens. You lose against the Ravens in Baltimore, and then it's pretty much just up to like what you do for the regular season. So, I mean, I definitely do think the Steelers could win. But if I was um, once the odds come out, I'm sure they'll have the Ravens. Uh, Ravens favored to win it, and I could see them, you know, going 12 and three or whatever it is. Uh, Steelers 11-4 or 10-5 and um, I like the Browns I honestly like the Browns at 8-8 eight and eight. Uh, like, I literally next year. 17 games this year yeah 17 games I fucked up this so, next year I didn't even think about that but Wait, I mean dude go back game, on the Steelers like, coming here the following following okay yeah not like 2021 yeah uh, yeah. Twenty twenty season. I don't know. Not looking good. I I honestly do think the Browns will be better. I don't know if they'll go eight and eight. Actually, like I'm not going to give them that much credit yet. I don't, Baker hasn't done hasn't done anything for me. I don't think he's. I mean, I think if he's like, I don't know. He has to definitely prove himself. But and then I the Bengals are Joe Burrow like best case scenario comes in and wins you guys five games. All right, I'm going. I think. Oh God! I, I think. Yeah, the first two are like obviously it's gonna be Ravens, Steelers, uh, one of those. But I think the Bengals edge out the Browns this year. I think Bengals win. I think Bengals win seven games. Browns win five. I don't hate that. I mean, okay, I could definitely see it. I have no. I think. I think it's just as much, just as much as the chance the Steelers win the the. The conference is the same chance as, like, uh, our division, not conference, is the same chance as, like, the Bengals beating the Browns this year. Like, it's not, like, on paper, on paper, like, supposed to happen, but very, like, very well could happen. I think Burrow's going to have a hell of a year, dude. AJ Green, Boyd, and fucking Auden Tate. Just... Hey, don't sleep on my boy. Oh, Boyd, yeah, sorry, you're sorry. Yeah. And then, um, no, but I think, I think they could even pull out a win at home against the Steelers. 
Is the Bengals defense not going to be the worst? Like, are they going to be any – like, they're going to be a little better because the – but they were the worst. Added, they added a bunch of players yeah. and a linebacker. Yeah, probably. we need – we got a linebacker from the Ravens, too. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's decent. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I'm, it would be stupid to say the Steelers, like, won't lose a home away game against Cincy. Like, that's – I mean, three players in the Steelers roster are going to get injured that game. Sure, we're going to have a chance of losing. It happens every year. Yeah. Keys? Big Ben's, like, got a 60% chance of getting a concussion that year – or that game. Yeah, so I'm going to have a very tight division. I don't – like, I think the Ravens are going to be good. They made a lot of moves on their defense, and I like the moves that they made. Um, I think Ravens like eleven and five, Steelers like nine and seven, and then the Browns and Bengals in the seven and eight range wins. It's going to be a tight division. I think Ravens win it, make the playoffs, and there will be no other no wild cards from this division. Big Ben has a high injury risk. There's really nothing left on that offense. Juju is not a number one receiver. He sucks. I'm so with you on that. The wide receiver that too. Dude. Thing. Dude, what's his face? Uh, Deontay Johnson last year had a good yeah. year for a rookie year. He's really yeah, dude. He had a real, he had a really good. And say what you want about the Steelers, they draft wide receivers probably better than any other franchise, oh. and they say that he's their guy. So yeah. I, I am gonna if he pans out this year. Well, the thing is, if you don't have a good number two, it's way easier to guard the number one wide receiver. So Juju's a good one if he's not getting double teamed. But the second you double team him. He's not going to do shit. So if Deontay Johnson can step up. Like, can't they just draft another one of those, like, six good-ass receivers this year? Like, do they have any major holes they need to fill outside of receiver? I mean, a quarterback, shit. But, I mean, it depends what pick. I mean, we don't, I don't even think we get a first-round pick, so we're probably going to, like, I don't know who we're going to end up getting. They don't. Okay. Yeah, Minka was our first pick. We traded our first-round pick this year for Minka. That was a good trade. Minka's sick. Yeah, I'll take it. I think the Ravens or Steelers are probably uh, interchangeable for me at the top of the division. I don't. I think uh, Baltimore is going to be good, but I don't think they'll be. I don't think they're going to be as hot as they were last year. Where they only, I think they. What, what was their record going into the playoffs? Was it thirteen and three, fourteen and two? Fourteen and two. Yeah, fourteen and two. I don't see them being that good, um, and. As much as people love Lamar Jackson, I feel like when he's forced to throw, um, it's just it doesn't doesn't end out well. And I think the more he runs, the more he's bound to just end up um, getting an injury and missing time. Um, the Steelers, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a much better team uh, with just a healthy Big Ben and stuff like that. Um, with the goat. With Ben gaining forty plus pounds this offseason, I don't like. Yeah, that. he's just not. He's just not going to get hurt. He's just got too much blood on him now. I mean, dude, as big as Ben gets, protection. Yeah, and as big as Ben gets, like the dude's not running around in the pocket this day and age. Like yeah, all he does is like sling the ball. Lower. He's, he's a ball up. slinger. Yeah, like he's been his rookie year. He could like kind of run. Like ever since then, he just hucks the ball down the field. Um, Big Ben just like Jamarcus Russell. He'd be the best backyard quarterback in the league. There's no doubt in my mind. Big Ben would be the best backyard quarterback. The dude just hucks the ball. That's what he does. Record-wise? He does for like a lot of picks. But 
Record-wise, I... like avoid sacks just by being huge, not by like running around. Like guys just like can't bring him down because he weighs like three ten. He's just gigantic. Um, I think, I think the Browns will do better than the Bengals, but I think the Browns will probably be um, below five hundred again, just because I can see them finding a way to do that. Um, but with that being said, I think. Um, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals finished ahead of the Browns this year. Um, I, the only issue that uh, keeps me from going full on on that are the Bengals are still probably, I'd say, like a young team, so prone to making um, some mistakes. But yeah, really, what I think is going to happen is I think the Browns. There's a good chance they don't. I, I think they don't make the playoffs this year, and I think if they go below 500, it's a complete fire sale. Um, they're done with Baker at quarterback, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get rid of Odell, uh, probably Jarvis. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just got rid of a lot of people because they can't I, – I don't necessarily know if it'll be Jarvis, but there's no way that they can keep Odell after another bad season with all the, um, the drama that goes on. I could see them easily shipping out some of their star players and just trying to rebuild. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, if they start the year like one and three or like oh and four, one four, whatever it may be, like Odell will just be throwing a fit no matter. Like that dude is just so volatile, his personality. It's they're never, I don't know. I don't see them well, being can like. Someone this. ever point out to me when like the number one wide receiver, like when has it ever been worth it to pay a wide receiver a lot of money? Like, unless like you're Julio Jones, who year in and year out just like. Randy Moss, okay, yeah, dude, but that's, like, arguably one of the best wide receivers of all time. Like, like the the whole idea of, like, you're, you're one of your best players in offense and being, like, this all-star wide receiver is, like, it's been proven to not help you win games. Well, okay. I don't know, like, I doubt Dude, like, Calvin Johnson went 0-16 in his career. Do you think if he, he was, like, you know, like, that dude, didn't, they didn't win a game all year. I mean, granted, the, the Lions were, oh, no, that was before Calvin Johnson, sorry. No, no. no. I think he was. I think he was on the he 0 and 16. I think yeah, he was, he was on that team. 16 team. But with that being said, the Lions were much better with him. Like they achieved their first playoff trips in. Uh, oh in yeah, the, that dude. Yeah. That dude like actually probably is like the top two wide receiver of all time. I, well, hold on. Are you talking about paying a wide receiver like big money, as in he's the highest paid player in the league, or are you yes. talking just simply paying him? Because I think guys like Keenan no. Allen are well worth the money. Yeah, but Keenan Keenan Allen is like way is to me a different story than Odell Beckham. It it depends. Like you got to be not injury prone. You got like Odell Beckham is injury prone. He's a locker room issue. Like Michael, a guy like Michael Thomas is worth. Michael Thomas is worth. And it's not like Michael Thomas doesn't have like I don't, like speed. Like even with I guess Tyree Kill, like something like you, that's not going to last forever. You're going to lose that. Half, everyone's so fast that you're gonna lose that half step that you have. But like Michael Thomas runs routes well. Like that's something that like is gonna be consistently there. I feel like like the route runners are like what you have to get, not just like the biggest names. Like where did like Terrell Owens, like Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson? Like I feel like there's so many big name wide receivers you can name that just like their teams just never went anywhere. Well, Terrell Owens was good for a long time. Like won a Super Bowl in San Francisco and like was really good. But like. The, I mean, he's one of the best ever. But yeah, but he was also on third. some terrible teams. 
I mean, he made the Super Bowl in Philadelphia, like, was really good in Dallas. Terrell Owens had a really good career. Yeah. Kirk, to go back to your point about the Browns, if if the season doesn't work out, it's a fire sale. I completely agree. Because the Browns are trying to win now because the new thing in the NFL is winning with uh, quarterback rookie contracts. Yep. Good rookie quarterback contracts. You pay him cheap, and you can build around him with bigger contracts. What the Rams did with Jared Goff, like that's just the new thing. So if it doesn't work out, then you got to start over again and draft another quarterback. Like the Cowboys are a perfect example. They tried to do that with Dak. They loaded him with talent, and it didn't work out. And now they're in a weird situation where they're losing all their players, and they are should we pay Dak or not? And if you're the Cowboys, in my opinion, I don't think you pay Dak. And also, I Dak, agree. Dak's asking for like no way. Asking for like forty million a year. He turned down like thirty-two million a year, which is still even a huge overpay. But there's yeah. just and and that dude more than twenty-five million. If I'm the Cowboys, the I'm thing I don't understand about Dak is like if you went on the free agent market, no one's paying him more than twenty-five. Yeah, I no. feel. Teddy Bridgewater, I would take Teddy Bridgewater as just as equal as Dak Prescott, and he's getting paid twenty million. That's a good contract for a quarterback in the NFL. But Dak's asking yeah. for upwards of $40 million. Well, Dak is like a Walmart Deshaun Watson. You signed a decent quarterback to a $40 million contract. Your team is in the gutter for four years. You like that, take? I, uh, to me, though, I, I think the only plus side for Baker, for the Browns moving forward, if he does, if he has a better year this year, is that because he did so bad last year, He's already driven down his market value for his next contract that, like, they're not going to have to pay him a ton of money unless he, like, basically is Lamar Jackson this year. Wouldn't that be something? The Browns feel like 12 and 4 or whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing. If he gets them, well, because it's the Browns, if he gets them to 10 and 6 and they make the playoffs, they're going to overpay him. But, like, the only way that give him a ton of money is if he led the Browns to like a 14 and two record and threw for like 5,000 yards or something like that. Other Dude, than you that, know how Bounce value Mayfield will be, even if they like make the playoffs and he has like average year, like that guy's the biggest overreactor to anything he does. Well, no, I mean, he could be, I mean, he could be slightly worse than Josh Allen and he would be considered like King. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking Josh Allen over Dak Prescott? Uh, yeah. I would. T- I would definitely take Josh Allen's contract, but no. So um, just player money aside, you're taking Dak over Josh Allen. I just. I still cannot. Why can't I like trust Josh Allen at all? Like I don't. I can't even. Like he's done well, and I still think he's not good. Bandwagon. I, Dude, he, he did well, but also did well in, like, a team that, like, it was, like, decent O-line last year, like, good defense, like, well-coached, like, I think it wasn't, is, like... I think he's a better version of Blake Bortles, is what I think he is. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that you don't win because of him, you win in spite of him. I agree. I mean, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles did feel the same Pittsburgh. Blake Bortles twice Dude, that year, twice they lost like four games that whole year, and two of them were to Jacksonville. The other one was to a shitty Chicago team. Shout out, you. 
Blake Bortles throw like five touch or like four touchdowns, like three hundred fifty yards against someone that in the playoffs that year too. Something crazy. It wasn't against us. It was Leonard Fournette ran for like three hundred yards. Uh, that bad. I think it was the Jaguars maybe burst the Patriots. Like when they lost to the Patriots in the AFC title game, I think they put up like thirty-five points or something like that. Bortles Bortles had a really good postseason that year. I mean, that, like, his postseason made people think, like, okay, maybe we were wrong on Bortles. And then he... Uh, never mind. He almost took me that game. But then he, he came out uh, the next year and, like, really sucked. I remember the game against, like, Kansas City. That's when everyone's like, yeah, no, there's no way you're winning with Blake Bortles. If yeah, Jag- no. The, the Jaguars versus the Steelers, that year was 45-42, like, in the playoffs. No. If Josh Allen's a better version of Blake Bortles, then Mitch Trubisky is a worse version of Blake Bortles. Oh, my God. Mitchell Trubisky is a worse version of, like, Sam Darnold, who sucks. The Bears need to move on. They made a mistake. Move on. Hold on. Okay. This can't keep backing down, like, oh, we draft this guy. He's got to be our guy. Like, move on. Fucking suck. I agree. I feel like they're, like, afraid to admit they made a mistake. It's like, how can you you defend this? That question has been been asked and the the amount of people that think so there's a lot of people that have been wondering who's going to start week one for the bears Foles or trubisky and i said it has to be be Foles. no it's gonna be trubisky until he shits the bed for like two weeks and then he'll go to Foles. but i don't know why would you spend that kind of money to go get Foles and ruin the confidence of the guy that you you took as the number two overall quarterback he already Trubisky for the rest of his life, unless he has a remarkable turnaround, is going to be known as the guy that was picked ahead of Watson and Mahomes. You're gonna you're gonna take Foles, his confidence is ruined, and you're gonna trot Trubisky out there when you're in a win now situation. I don't understand what you gain from throwing Trubisky out there week one. I don't. You you give Trubisky one more chance because you're like Trubisky. Listen, this is your actual last chance. If you do bad, we're gonna yank you from the game. We're not gonna give you the rest of this. I bad too. I'm like. Three, like, didn't even, I know, but they didn't have they didn't have a liable they didn't have a liable backup, and now they do. So I think this is their, their like their version of saying like, hey, listen, yeah, we have Nick Foles now, and if you fuck up, we're gonna take you out. They bring in Foles to add some competition, maybe like, dude, Mitch, this is your last chance. So like, yeah, stop kissing titties and like throw some balls to like your receivers, and like, this is your last chance. If you shit the bed, then we're going to this guy, and Foles has some magic in him. Big Dick Nick. Dude, Trubisky just looks like just non-competitive. It, I just don't like the way he looks. Look, like, he just doesn't look good. I hate that like, Trubisky's bad. Get him out. I mean, it's such like uh, a... He literally did nothing at North Carolina. Not a single thing. And, like, they from second. <laughs> yep. There you go. Oh, this guy ran, like, a 4-5-4. I'm warrior. I've never heard of him. Like, I mean, I have to Sean Watson there. Like, Mahomes, I understand because he didn't have that great a record in college, but like, just Sean Watson had like one of the best college careers ever for a quarterback, and like had all the measurables. Yeah, but I, I didn't think Watson was going to be like that um, big of a deal coming out of the draft either. I mean, as much as. The issue with the, the quarterback thing is you have guys that like either had really good careers or you guys or you you know you have guys that had mediocre. Like if you look at Brady's career at Michigan, 
Brady's career, I don't think was anything that you would um, really say like, oh wow, that, that pops out on you. It's like a great yeah, career. Pretty damn from- good senior year. Like he like won a bowl game and like won the starting job that year. I mean, yeah, he started out in a quarterback competition his senior year, but had a good senior year. And if you listen, there's like a, I've watched like a documentary on it, and they're all like, yeah, I mean, every time Brady played in college, playing well, he just didn't like get a ton of opportunities just early on. Yeah. But I don't, I, yeah, I, the Bears, the Bears have already like dealt with that whole thing of skipping out on Watson Mahomes for Trubisky. So I don't, any embarrassment that they would have had that's, that's been had. All right. All right. Well, uh, stop by our local Ohio health location. Mention code PERK. 85% off uh, sickness treatment. <laughs> Stay safe. Black leather glove, no sequins. Buckles on the jacket, it's a leak shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in it. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you the passion It's a thriller in a trap Where we from? Baby, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson I could get you satisfaction And you know we out here every day with it I'ma show you how to get it It go right foot up, left foot slide Left foot up, right foot slide Basically I'm saying either way we bout to slide hey, Can't let this one slide hey. 2,000 shorties wanna tie the knot, yeah 200 shooters on my brother's block, oh, yeah Pedal off the roads like I love or not, maybe not I don't know what's wrong with me, I can't stop, oh, yeah Won't stop, oh, yeah, never stop Got so many ops, I be mistaken, ops for other ops Got so many people that I love out of trouble spots Other than the family, I got it's either you or me That's just how I think it's either you or me this life got too deep for you, baby Two or three of us about to creep where they stayin' Black leather glove, no sequins Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit Nike crossbody, got a piece in it Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit I'ma show you how to get it It go right foot up, left foot slide Left foot up, right foot slide Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide Hey, can't let this one slide, hey. Toosie slide, then I hit it double time Then I hit a spin, cause we spun that block a couple times If it's not the right time, it'll always be another time I'm not even tripping, we'll just see him in the summertime, whoa, yeah Can't describe the pressure I be putting on myself, yeah Really, I just can't afford to lose nobody else, yeah If they moving shaky, we just do the shit ourselves, well If I'm moving shaky, Chelsea do the shit himself, yeah Solo niggas on a YOLO for real Heard a lot about you, but we don't know for real Next time, guarantee the truth will get revealed Black leather glove, no sequins yeah. Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit Nike crossbody, got a piece in it Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit I'ma show you how it go right foot up, 
Left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey. Don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you the passion. It's a thriller in a trap. Where we from? Baby, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you satisfaction. And you know we out here every day with it. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we about to slide.